Here's what's coming up on today's show. Not putting too much emphasis on what happened in the past, especially the distant past, will allow you to, again, keep an open mind on things that can be successful propelling your retirement into kind of the new era going forward. When it comes to your finances, you don't want to be at a disadvantage. Tim Dyer can help. He's a wealth manager specializing in retirement planning and investment management, and he can be that financial coach that helps you achieve your goals in retirement. This is Retirement Power Play. Welcome into the Retirement Power Play podcast. As you know, this is a hockey, I won't say centric podcast, but we, we got a lot of themes built around, <laughs> built around hockey in the, in the great sport. Uh, on ice there, Tim. And uh, we talked about the season throughout here on the show. We've talked about the Bruins. I, I know, I know it's still too soon, but remarkable mm-hmm. year. So now the year's concluded. We should probably put a bow on it because I know, as you talked about here on the podcast, you and your dad take an annual trip every year to the Stanley Cup final, correct? We do, we do, and actually, we just got we just got back from uh, this year's Stanley Cup. A lot of interesting things and a lot of storylines. It was an exciting trip. Um, but kind of getting back to your intro there, I, I was thinking, you know, the reason I'm a hockey fanatic, right? I've been, been playing since I was a kid and still at the age kind of, we, we call it a, a beer league legend, right? But <laughs> th- there's just so many analogies and things that I see throughout the sport that I'm passionate about that sort of relate to, you know, my career and the things I'm passionate about there. And so, you know, for those that are interested, it's always kind of neat sometimes to kind of put the two together. And, and this most, you know, this, this recent season that just finished with the Stanley Cup, um, you know, has a few of those storylines that I think can translate to, you know, our listeners as it comes to, or as it relates to retirement income. Um, you know, look, the, as you mentioned, the, the, the first thing is my, my father and I, uh, my dad's going to be 80 this year. And um, we've had this tradition of, of going to the Stanley Cup. It started years ago, you know, kind of randomly. Uh, we happened to be in the same city that it was happening. Oh, let's catch a game. And then, we, you know, we had so much fun that every year we said, well, all right, let's, let's do that again next year. Um, the Stanley Cup, for those that don't know, it is the, the championship round uh, for the NHL, the, the top teams from the East. The top team from the East this year was uh, the Florida Panthers against the top team from the West, if you could believe it. It was the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, <laughs> seven-game series, or seven-game best-of-seven-game uh, best series. Uh, Las Vegas ended up winning this one 4-1. to one. Now, w- one of the interesting things that comes up about this father-son trip is tickets are not cheap, right? This is essentially the right. Super Bowl of the NHL. It just happens to be more than one game. But um, tickets are not cheap. Um, in some cases, travel to that particular city is not cheap. But it's something that my father and I know that we're going to do every year, and we plan for it. We put a couple of you know acorns aside along the way so that when those tickets prices come up and you get that sticker shock, and they might be you know thousand to two or three thousand dollars for for particular seats. I know there's people that sit on the glass that pay ten thousand dollars a ticket, but um, we like to get really good seats. We like to soak it all up. Um, but the point I'm making there, Ben, is that we plan for this in advance, right? And retirement is no different. We've got a long, you know, in some cases, many years to plan for this event. Um, and it can be done. 
and you just it just needs to be done with some planning and when you break it down into steps along the way it really becomes very easy it's very easy to write a check uh, or, or send somebody a venmo for three thousand dollars for tickets when the money's in your account you plan for it right mm -hmm. so there's there's kind of an analogy to draw there uh you know at the start about planning in retirement that makes sense it does yeah that's a good place to start i'm curious because it's all i love that it's kind of a, a game of roulette right where will we end up this year and, it, mm -hmm. it, and it, no, i don't think i don't know how many people predicted vegas versus florida for the final mm -hmm. but i guess it works out though because vegas is a pretty nice and convenient location for you i know you'd rather be in your sure. own backyard or in boston probably but vegas is a nice alternative yeah, no, it was it was a great great option. Um, T-Mobile Arena there is a great place. I would encourage anybody to look at the events that are happening there, like concerts or sporting events. It's it's right on the strip, so you can stay at a hotel. You can get there easily. We stayed at uh, Park MGM, which is it used to be the Monte Carlo, and they changed okay. it now. Um, it, it's it's I think the only non-smoking casino um, and hotel on the Strip. So it's fantastic. Um, my dad's had some health issues with some cancer recently so or the last few years. So, you know, being in an environment where, you know, you didn't have to deal with that smoke and stuff mm -hmm. was great. But, you know, the, the, the thing about that is we, when you plan for it, you could there's there's potentially seven games but there wasn't a seventh game this year there wasn't a sixth game this year so we try to go to like game four or five game one or two are exciting but you know there's a little hoopla at the start of the of the stanley cup but you know after that it's like a regular game when you start getting into four or five there's a potential for somebody to win it now you can't know it in advance when when you're sort of planning what destination you're going to but yeah the point I'm, I'm making is that we went to game five. Um, oh, nice. And, and this year, it just so happened to be that, that Las Vegas won the series in game five, uh, four to one. Uh, the, the score was nine to three, but they <laughs> won the series four to one. So we were very fortunate not only to see the game, but to get to see that, you know, historic, iconic Stanley Cup and guys that have worked their entire lives and sacrificed everything to get that, to finally host, hoist it up is, is an absolute blessing. So it, it, it kind of gets me thinking when, when we talk about retirement, you know, it's a journey, right? You work hard, you do, you put in the work, you do the things that you need to do so that when you're not receiving paychecks, maybe from employment, you, you're living the lifestyle that you want. But see, re retirement, like the Stanley Cup, is not just a one-time event, right? You don't retire at 65 and like, things end, right? You live for years onward for many years. The same thing with winning the Stanley Cup. Like you win that and the event, the pinnacle happens, but kind of the magic of it is that you like your, your name is etched in the cup forever, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if, if, if anybody hasn't seen it, I'd encourage you to Google a, a picture of the Stanley Cup. Maybe we'll put a picture in the show notes too, but um, it's that sort of that legacy, you know, that goes with it. And I think, um, I think that relates, you know, to retirement too. You know, you get to bear the fruit of all your work for a, you know, long period of time. And, you know, the more things you put in place, the more training, the more savings, et cetera, is, you know, kind of what that celebration looks like in retirement. So that was kind of another little little takeaway uh, along the lines with, with that particular event. And I think too, like with Vegas, it being such a remarkable story because this this franchise has only been around since what seventeen? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So the the Vegas Golden Knights were an expansion team that came out in two thousand seventeen. Here's the interesting thing: the first year they actually went to the Stanley Cup, 
They lost yeah, to the Washington Capitals. My father and I were, uh, we went to that series. We went to, I believe it was game four in D.C. Um, the Capitals won that game, and they went on to win the Stanley Cup the next game, I believe, in, in Vegas. But, um, but yeah, no, they, they had an incredible run that first year. I think what's interesting, and then, you know, just five short years later, 2023, they actually went back to the Stanley Cup and won the whole thing. Now, they've, they, in fairness, they've been a competitive team. They didn't make the playoffs last year, I believe, but the, the Vegas Golden Knights have been a competitive team. The franchise is well-run, et cetera, et cetera. They've got great players top to bottom. Um, but there's sort of an analogy there when you think about the investment world. It isn't always the, I hate to use the word old, but like the old traditional guard isn't necessarily the same companies, if you will, or same strategies that, that take you into the future. And I'll give you an example, right? The, the Dow Jones Industrial Average came out in, what is it, 1885, um, founded by Charles Dow, the guy that founded the Wall Street Journal. But the 30 companies, you had companies like Procter & Gamble went in uh, 1932, GE was an original member, I believe, along with other railroad companies that don't even exist anymore. Hmm. But GE, for example, is, isn't even in the Dow Jones Industrial Average anymore, right? It's been replaced with companies like Apple and Home Depot and Salesforce. Companies like AT&T, Sears, GM, they're out, right? Now, it's a bit of a stretch, but when you think about the, all the different teams in the NHL, Montreal, I think they've won, what, 17 Stanley Cups or something? You know, they, they, they were like one of the last place teams this year. So sometimes you can't just, now you can root for your team and, you know. I think when you think about teams, the landscape changes is what I'm getting at every year, right? And so you can't just say, well, you know, I love the Bruins. I'm from Boston. You know, they had a great year this year, but I'm just going to sort of ride them every year. That landscape changes and different teams emerge uh, as better teams this year. Again, Vegas has only been around five years. They are the cream of the crop right now, right? Some people have portfolios. They look at them, and, they, and they're like, wow, this was probably a really good portfolio in 1960, right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, even 70 or 80, right? Dot-com companies that came around in 2000 don't even exist anymore. Those companies are gone. They're dead. They're not coming back, right? So fortunately for a lot of people that use, like ourselves, we use low-cost index funds for our investments. I'll, I'll switch gears and talk about the S&P, but like the S&P 500 index, um, which ironically has 505 names in it right now because of acquisitions and splits, but um, those names are changing, right, inside of it. Not very often, but every year, you know, a couple names go in, a couple names go out. So they call that survivorship bias in the investment world, right, in that you know, the reason indexes continue to do well is because their, their components change with the times, right? If you actually held the original companies that were in the Dow Jones, you know, 100 and whatever, 35 years ago, you'd probably be broke right? <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, you know, the, a lot of those companies are gone or they've merged into something else. So um, it's a long-winded way of saying, you know, keeping a fresh perspective, you know, looking forward, not putting too much emphasis on what happened in the past, especially the distant path, will allow you to, again, keep an open mind on things that can be successful propelling your retirement into kind of the new era going forward. Yeah, and you can even shrink that time frame, right? And even look at just the playoffs. I mean, look at look at Florida, a team that 
didn't have a great track record this season. Just kind of snuck in, but uh, kind of put it together. So what? What yeah. uh, the past showed us. You know, I, I, I thought for a second the way things were going. I said, Dad, we might be going to Miami. And in fairness to the Panthers, they actually don't play in Miami. They play in Sunrise, which is closer to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> but um, no, the, the Florida Panthers are kind of an amazing story in that it took the last game of the regular season, and it actually took the Pittsburgh Penguins losing to the last place uh, or one of the last place Chicago Blackhawks. It took the Penguins losing to the terrible Blackhawks this year to allow the Panthers to actually get in by one point on the last day. Crazy. So the Panthers barely got in. And then who do they meet in that first round? We can delete this from the broadcast, I think, because it's too painful. But they beat the <laughs> Boston Bruins, who are not only the number one team in the league this year, they, were, they had the best record in NHL history. I mean, you're talking about a wagon, as we say in hockey. These guys were tough to be stopped. Now... To make it even more dramatic, the, the Florida Panthers, they were down in the series three games to one. Okay, well, that happens, right? Teams down three to one, only, I think there's only been, uh, or, or three games to zero, there's only been four teams, I think, that have come back from that in history, if I recall. Um, I know some of the statistics talk about that in all sports combined, but I think in just hockey, there's only been four teams that have come back from that. I'll check the encyclopedia. Yeah, not after, a lot. But but, yeah, not a lot. So not only that, the Panthers come back in dramatic fashion. They force a Game 7, which is in Boston. They're down to the Bruins by one goal with a minute left. And fellow San Diego goal, uh, or you know, former San Diego goal player I used to watch a lot here, Brandon Montour, tied the game. And I'll spare the details. Florida went on to win in overtime. So anyways, <laughs> moving on. They beat the Bruins. Um, it was it was an absolute stunner, almost a statistical impossibility, but they did it. They go on to play Toronto. Toronto Maple Leafs had a, had a, a tremendous year this year. They were the number number four team in the league. Uh, they they handled them, you know, blew right past the Leafs. Then they go and play the the Hurricanes with a number two team in the league, not just in the division, number two team in the league. Um, you know, breezed right by them and got to this the Stanley Cup. So. Uh, I guess the I, you know the takeaway there is sometimes it's it takes a little bit of luck, right? right? It, it takes a little bit of luck to get in, but that doesn't mean you still don't put in the work. And Florida came up short this year; they got handled by Vegas in the in the Cup Finals. But you know that was a very successful season, a very successful run, and um, you know like in investing. There's new companies, there's new players, there's new, you know, there's new sectors that are emerging. Um, and, and, and they can bring us in you know, to that future. So, I don't know. Got a, I got a little tangent there, Ben, but uh, I just see a lot of similarities between you know, what you can take between historical data and that all can go out the window <laughs> once the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, having a game plan and sticking to it like Vegas and the Florida Panthers did really allowed them to succeed in both cases and have a phenomenal season. And I think creating a plan when it comes to retirement and just executing on that plan through all kinds of different conditions and scenarios is going to give you that high probability of a successful retirement. Yeah, I think it's a kind of a great perspective and tying in you know, you know your, your love, your passion for hockey and 
and this podcast and tying it all together. But I got two two final questions for you, Tim. So Vegas okay. is a new, obviously a new sports city. It's you know it's now getting a ton of teams. But sure. what's it like when they clinch? Is it uh, because it seems like it's a touristy city? Is it? There's there a lot of celebrating going on, or is there a lot of people that just have no idea that that just happened? They're just at the tables playing craps. No, 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 no. Las Vegas is is not just a sports town. It is a hockey town. Okay. okay? It, and it, it, it's not self-proclaimed. I mean, uh, you go to those games, those fans, every one of them is wearing a jersey. They know the game. A lot of them uh, are, you know, live in Las Vegas, which is a fairly transient town. They come from hockey cities. Um, there's some tremendous youth programs that are that it started there as a result of this. And, and now we're starting to see players come from come from that area. Um, but no, uh, it, when you originally posed the question, Ben, I thought you were asking, you know, what, what is, um, what do the players do? And I'll tell you, it's tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, where we were sitting, um, we were behind one of the nets and there was actually seven seconds left. Okay. And, you know, do the situation, the, the, Nothing was going to happen. The, the, the Florida players, the score was 9-3. to three. They were kind of just standing there with a puck. There was seven seconds left still, and all the players threw all of their equipment, you know, their gloves, their helmet up in the air. They jumped over the boards, and they all skated over into a big pile, usually by the goalie, and just started celebrating, right? That, I mean, no sense in waiting. This was, this was pure, authentic, just real emotions. And I'll say a side note. I mean, hockey is one of those sports that – um, it's almost impossible. I mean, you can still play and learn to play at later ages, but to be able to play at that level, the NHL level, et cetera, you know, it's almost impossible if you don't start at a very early age. And the commitment that the players and the families like have to make is what makes that sport so unique, right? You're not, you're not a champion unless you've made a massive sacrifice, right, to be a hockey player. Uh, whether it's physical, right, and the injuries you have to sustain. I mean, one of the more interesting things that happens after the Stanley Cup is they release the injury reports. Uh, the Panther star player played with a broken sternum. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, I'd be in traction in the hospital if I had a broken sternum, right? He actually he played the rest of game three. He played game four, of which, you know, he somebody actually had to put on his equipment and tie his skates for him. It was that painful, and he went out there and played. And by game five, you know, they, they couldn't even get him out of bed. But he would have still tried to play. Uh, it's a testament to how how tough this is. But I just I mentioned that Ben because it is the ultimate goal for people that play hockey, and to yeah. see some to see people achieve it, it's like being able to see somebody achieve their lifelong goal or dream, and to be there. Um, and that's an exciting thing. I get to see that here in my line of work, helping people plan for the future, whether it's educate their children, um, you know, live the retirement of the dreams, visit the places that they want to visit, and, and helping ensure that they get to do that stuff. Mm. And when the clients send me pictures, hey, we just got back from Italy, you know, the plan worked and we had a great time and we weren't worried about money and we knew everything was taken care of. That's cool. You know, that's the, that for me is that pinnacle of you know seeing people achieve you know their dreams and and do so repetitively through a successful retirement all right last thing does how does a wealth manager uh get by in vegas do they are they able to maybe give into the vices a little bit or uh are you pretty buttoned up 
<laughs> All right. And you don't have to answer if you don't want to. No, 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 no. No, if anybody ever wants to, you know, meet in Vegas and play some craps, I'm uh, happy to do so. Okay. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of time at, at the tables. Actually, we didn't spend any time at the tables this particular trip. Uh, one of the things about the father-son trip is we buzz in and buzz out, right? We, we get in the night before, in this case, the, the morning of. We take in all the festivities. We go to, you know, we get there early. We're in the arena an hour and a half before the game starts, watching warm ups and, you know, buying gifts and stuff for the kids. And then once that game starts, we're already in our seats with a cold beer and ready to go. Nice. Um, but, you know, I, I was talking about planning before. Uh, before the playoffs started, I happened to make a small wager on a few teams to win the Stanley Cup. One of them was. Uh, Las Vegas. So when nice. that did, uh, I'll leave the numbers uh, off the <laughs> off the topic. But it was a uh, it was a nice chunk of change that we got to celebrate with uh, afterwards and cash in that ticket. So stayed That's off cool. the tables. You know, it's always uh, gamble responsibly, right? Yeah. As long as you're earmarking in life, you can do all kinds of crazy things. I had, I'll give you one side story. I, had a, a, I have a client that um, military. Got back from overseas, younger guy, and he's like, I want to buy a Maserati. He says, you know, can I, can I do it? And financially, it made sense for him. Um, and he was sort of concerned, like, you know, as a young guy, should I be buying Maserati? I said, well, look, <laughs> you know, you've earned it, man. You, not only have you saved up, you've made some sacrifices that most people, you know, would have never made or have never made. And so uh, it's okay to enjoy things along the way. It isn't all about, it isn't all about deferred gratification. He was doing uh, a lot of the things to, to provide for the future. But, um, yeah, no, good, good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, again, it's okay to have a little fun along the way. In fact, uh, we encourage that, and that's what makes life interesting. So I love it. Well, awesome story. And I'm glad you're able to take that trip and share some of those uh, stories with us and, and lessons learned and, and create those memories with your dad. I know it's a pretty awesome time for you, and uh, hopefully – Everyone enjoys the story as much as I did. So appreciate that, Tim. Hopefully, maybe next year you'll be back in Boston. Who knows? You never know. But uh, good stuff. And we'll, you know, we'll see who's in the penalty box during the offseason. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then we'll get ready to gear up again for uh, the next season. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening to the Retirement Power Play Podcast. Again, if you want to get in touch with Tim, you can always call 858-459-3937. Tim, take care. We'll talk again soon. See you, Ben. The commentary on this podcast reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Sage Capital Advisors, LLC, DBA Dire Wealth Management employees making such comment and should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Dire Wealth Management or performance returns of any Dire Wealth Management Investments client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. The opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referred for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Dire Wealth Management provides advisory services through Sage Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Dire Wealth Management and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Dire Wealth Management unless a client service agreement is in place.